Sup, y'all? Welcome to episode 11, y'all. Yep. Episode 11. That's pretty cool we kept having new ones. That is. But, yo, quick heads up about this app. We should let the viewers know it actually recorded during a deep retreat inside Canadian soil and areas. Yeah. It was at this Canadian cabin we were staying in during a creative period, in actually near Ottawa region. So this region near their capital city is full of different forms of nature, and is therefore home to a variety of creative sources, both new and uh, old. Because of these sources, we understood it would be that perfect place to access various forms of humor or interest, and to record one ep. This cabin we rested in is owned by Nick Thune, and he was glad to invite us into a creative session at their cabin. Nick Thune is known for a variety of creative projects and aspects, so it actually made sense for us to collab at his boss-ass creative cabin. It was awesome getting to just sit back and crack a laugh with Thune during the pod and during this interesting cabin. Hell to the yes, it was, Matthew. The cabin influences us during the app. But speaking of influences us during the app, there's one more thing about the app to mention. The rain? True, the rain during this app did def influence us, but it was actually going to mention social media user JoeF233. Oh yes, that's right, Jay. I forgot when we recorded it under the influence of their homemade vaccines developed by JoeF. Yes, JoeF has been known to post on different websites and apps throughout the day and enjoys connecting both online and offline with a variety of others. He does enjoy sharing humor or laughs and even just whatever's going on with him at the time. Because of these proclivities, I got in touch with him the while back to say what's up. And he said what's up back to me. Since then, we've talked on a number of occasions. Lately, he's been providing us a homemade vaccine he uses for his gray feet, as well as a number of different issues he's had or has. It simply used different roots and ferns and kerosene injected into the fatty tissue as needed. Yes, it does help us calm our mind, the vaccine, and gladly influences a variety of our moods and speech patterns. We gladly received our injection by Joe F. prior to this app and enjoy the results and influence during that app. So with that said, hope y'all can sit back, relax, and enjoy app 11 of... Up close and personal. Let's go! Don't come back another day. 
Cause if it showers or pours, I'll be stuck at home again so bored. What's up, y'all? It's us, those timeless creatives. Myself, Jay Weingarten. And myself, Matthew Golden. And if you couldn't guess it, it's raining here. Ugh, yes. It is completely wet outside yet again. It's soaking there. (laughs) Yes, it is soaking there. But real talk, real talk. Rain can actually be lit in certain kind of ways. Of course I'm talking about cozy, you know, having a coffee indoors while the rain drips along my window. And Bay by my side as this is all happening. Ooh, this idea is so cozy. I bet board games would be a great addition to this kind of thing. (laughs) Yes, of course anything but Monopoly. Or as families know it, that game where we end up with all the pieces on the floor during or after it. Yep. Families smashed that game because of the conflict it caused. IMO, that game is made by or for the Jeff Bezos of the world. Not for families or close friends who cared. That kind of people make my skin crawl. Bezos, that is. The owners. Yep. Owners play real life like Monopoly, yo. And best believe they regularly use get-out-of-jail-free cards. If I had a nickel for how many white-collar crimes don't go to jail, I'd be nearly as rich as Bezos. Oof, those guys getting off scot-free so often pisses me off at times. But the image of owners playing board games with Bay during cozy or rainy day is laughable. Even Monopoly? That I could picture. Nah, like you already said... That game is made by or for the Jeff Bezos of the world. Not for families or close friends who cared. Yep, I said that. Hey, Matthew? Yeah? What are some of your favorite rain or cozy things? (laughs) I was waiting for you to ask me this, Jay. Okay. Well, 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 uh, to begin with, The mere sound of rain is often overlooked, yet calming noise. It is known by so many as a source of comfort. Whether that be a mere trickle, or to come down in buckets during a thunderstorm. I cannot deny rain sounds as an important aspect of what I call my uh, comfort go-tos. True, yeah. When we were in first year, I'd almost consistently hear you blast rain noises from your Beats by Dre during stressful moments. Yep. When things got tough, I plug in and tune in to my rain. Tis my personal play on that turn on, tune in, drop out expression they used to have. Of course, that expression is for using psychedelics rather than the rain noises in my headphones. <laughs> Yeah, of course I bring up college, and it reminds you of lysergic acid diethylamide. (laughs) Guilty, guilty. I did have some trippy times with blotter. But the visuals commonplace with that sort of thing simply do not cut it when comparing with the pure flow of water. Rain is just one aspect of them. Yeah, we also have rivers, ocean, rapids, waterfalls, stream, puddles, uh, lakes. Lakes! (laughs) Up here in Canada, we got mad lakes. 
They are some of my favorite places to chill at when I need a quiet area to clear my mind. Pair it with cabin and some rain. Two sources of water equals relaxation and coziness goals. That combo is bless. I'm actually using it RN, TBH. Me too, yo. I guess those timeless creatives think alike. That's awesome. They actually do when I thought about it. So, Jay, any weekend plans? No, not really. I'm not going to be planning on doing much socially or physically after the scenario I got in last weekend. I'm still recovering in some ways, but not how you think. You've gut rot from drinks. <laughs> Did you do a blast of shatter get utterly toasted? No, it, it ain't about drinks and hungover or any of that other stuff. I was stone cold sober when this crazy shit happened. <laughs> like stone cold Steve Austin. But do tell, do tell, Jay. Okay, so, uh... You know that spot in my apartment where I noticed some unusual activity? Hmm. Do you mean that corner by your moth orchid? The very same, Matthew. That very same. Then, yeah, I know their spot. So this very spot has been a host for a variety of sordid and full-ass bizarre crap. Almost none of this is news to you, Matthew, but let me catch our faithful listeners up to snuff about them. Aye, aye. But side note, we have got to come up with an awesome name for our pod listeners. Like the uh, What the Fuckers from Marin <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or some other right. epic shit. <laughs> but for those Timeless Creatives fans and now, in this case. Yes, but back to what I'm saying, please. Sorry. <laughs> Tangent alert. <laughs> you were mentioned about the strange spot in your apartment. Yeah, yes. So, um, okay, first example. When I first moved into the place with Bay, we were deciding where to put the moth orchid. Houseplant placement is key, is setting up the kind of feel or mood in a given room. Yep. Hence our behavior, then. This corner and what would end up to be our living room just seemed to be calling for the moth orchid. <laughs> it must have been like moth to flame with that corner. Or moth orchid to flame, rather. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, like I was saying, both Bay and I noticed that feeling regarding this corner, and so of course we put the plant there. And, and when we did, Matthew, the room seemed to light up in this new way. I don't know. There were completely different possibilities apparent in the air, and the vibe got lit as fuck from it all. Since that point, there have been other cool shit happen there, like rapid overnight growth, flowers influencing how curious our moods were, and even the production of new moods. Yeah, I hardly missed the kind of energy that Spot put out after the moth orchid got put in it. I know. But everything to do with the plant area so far has been, been chill, been chill. If perhaps uh, strange and unusual around it. So what was so different of last weekend? You make it sound like the area harkens some form of negativity in your life, or at least the life of those you care about. Not exactly. It's just... I just... Uh, I, I walked in on Bay. Okay, her hands were soiled from her digging, eating the thinner tubers of the moth orchid. What? I mean, what the hell? I was under the impression that neither of you were going to take actions influencing the sex of your child. It seems like a clear breach of that agreement. So I thought too, my man. So I thought as well. 
Most people know that thinner orchard tubers are known to have effects towards creating females in birth. Meanwhile, the thick tubers can result in male. But when asked if that's why she took the tuber, she merely shook her head and smiled. She even laughed when asked about that. Turns out the tuber can also help with eyesight. Bay had lost her iPhone and was looking for that. Besides, I needn't let you know we're not in the having kids stage, RN. True, true. So then what was the problem with the moth orchid area? For, for the most part, this kind of scenario didn't cause any issues. Yeah, that could be true. If by didn't cause any issues, you mean both of us stopped dead ass in our tracks as the very moth orchid began to emit this sound. This creepy and loud new sound that freaked us both out. I mean, the plant itself created this noise. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm getting goose pimples as I'm hearing this, Jay. Ugh. So creepy. What did the noise sound like? You want to know what it sounded like, Matthew? You really want to know the noise my moth orchid plant sounds like? Yes, Jay, please. Let me know their noise. Okay, well, it sounded like, uh... <laughs> what the hell? You just trolled me now? Yep. And you bought it hook, line, and sinker. You should have seen your face during the end of my story. It was like, what? Okay, okay, you got me. No need to rub it in. Come on, Matthew. You have to at least give me credit for convincing you my moth orchid made sounds. Yes, I, I fully and noticeably agreed the moth orchard made sounds. And I was waiting to hear the noise on bated breath like an eager child. Ugh, I feel like I have an egg on my face. It's all good, my friend. All this means is you've still got the ability to trust others and have an open mind. Not a bad thing in my book. Although it is something I can use to play tricks on you as a friend. Case in point, the ruse you just did on me. Sigh. So well, your story... Although false in many ways, it got me thinking. What about? Rain. You know, the first topic we had earlier. Oh yeah, we were talking about rains. And it is raining after all, so that actually makes sense as that topic. Yeah. Plus, rain is a major component of the ecosystem around here. It's only fair that it gets the proper airtime we can offer on the pod. It can affect so many things. Like, okay, take cloud formations for a second. Those days spent gazing up and towards rolling white clouds who remind us of other shapes? Such actions would be totally irrelevant without rain. Yeah, I used to spend countless hours doing that with friends and family. Without the rain, we can at times find cumbersome. I might as well kiss those memories goodbye. And speaking of kisses, is there anything as romantic as kissing in that rain? <laughs> like, so many rom-coms have that sort of scene, and there's obviously good reason for it. That's right. Rain reminds them of connection. And so when we view others kissing in it, it just makes that feeling so strong. <laughs> I knew Hollywood chose those scenes for a reason. Yep. They're playing us like a cheap trick in a book but at least we get to watch these scenes and notice the kissing. 
It can help lighten the mood or even inspire similar feelings in movie watchers. If we're lucky enough to be watching that with Bay, then that is a pretty good effect. <laughs> I'll say. They called it Netflix and chill for a reason. But with those sort of scenes, we might as well call it Netflix and turn the damn thing off so we can make out. Ooh, you naughty, my Matthew. <laughs> Most people don't notice it about me, but I am pretty <laughs> comfortable talking about doing the dirty in an appropriate setting. <laughs> like, as long as all parties involved consider it fine to do so. Yeah, I actually did know that about you, but I'm one of your besties, so it makes sense that I knew this. Aw, Jay, I'm touched. I'm glad you know the sort of things I'm comfortable talking to you or about. And it's an added bonus if you knew the subjects yourself. That way we could get in-depth on a given topic. I do declare, dear Matthew, that this is a useful in terms of creating the pod. Yeah, this pod is just one aspect of us being able to discuss those sort of things. Hey, Jay? Yes, uh, Matthew? Now that we're on the subject of rain, I have to admit something. This topic actually reminds me of the song I have in my head. What is the song? Raindrops keep falling on my head, keep falling on my head. <laughs> okay. All right, Matthew. Big tune. Yeah. Yeah. Big tune. Yeah. Big tune, Matthew. Yep. And one of my comfort go-tos I had mentioned about earlier. Putting that song on, to me, is probably similar to the rain songs or sounds you listened to back when. That's actually helpful for me to know as a friend. I can put it on during a moment of strife and lend a helping hand. That'd be awesome. It would really help me out that way. Plus, it, uh, it would be key in aiding me in achieving some sort of uh, cathartic release from that track. I love it when you get those. Awesome. I'll keep you in mind next time I'm going through something heavy or deep, if you're still game to help me process them at that time. I probably will be game for that, knowing my tendencies. I know I can rely on those tendencies when it happens. But enough about me, enough about me. What, what have you been listening or uh, enjoying to, music-wise? Well, Matthew, it's funny enough you asked me that. Um, I've actually been listening to... Uh... Wait... <laughs> D don't tell me. Yes, just as you expected. Velvet Underground. Ugh, Jay. I could have expected you were listening to or, or listened to that lately. You've been hearing it so much around wherever it is you listen to music. In a lot of ways, VU is the ultimate, quote-unquote, trippy band from the 60s and 70s era. But in certain other ways, it can stay popular in this era. Sweet Jane, yo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just plain awkward. To sing some lyrics of a VU track and then merely trail off into silence. It's like, hello, not like we were talking already. Or actually, we were. Uh, Jay? I'm sorry, Matthew. I I just keep thinking of the underground. Please, Jay, a little focus can go a long way during a conversation. But like you said, I guess we can say Velvet Underground has been popular for both 
modern and classic rock eras. Yeah, two eras of VU. Velvet Underground, that is. I've been listening to VU for ages. It's one of the older bands I'll put on when listening to their whole album, like, not on shuffle, you know? Wait, hold up, hold up. Do you seriously not use the shuffle feature in this day and age, Jay? The band's long tracks are enough for many listeners sitting through them. The least we can do is allow them to listen to it as we please, whether that be one song or any in a different order using the shuffle feature. Nah, Matthew, they have to listen to that album the whole way through, IMO. It is more of a journey in that sense. Like, okay, okay, it's like that meme, you know? One does not simply put the underground on shuffle. Really, Jay? Memes? Arguing that Velvet Underground is fine to hear on shuffle is similar to saying eat a meal in just any order. It can just plain ruin the experience and have no sense. We're talking about the underground, Jay, not meals. In 2020, so many listeners and viewers do not simply have the attention span nor willpower to use a whole album in order. They're more likely to hit shuffle on their phone before beginning a given task. And that's not even including for anyone still using their iPod Shuffle or any other Shuffle-based MP3 device. In your world, these people are shit out of luck. I'ma keep listening to VU with or without the Shuffle feature. But if you want to go ahead and alienate 99.99% of listeners who use the Shuffle feature, fine, go ahead. I'm out. Matthew? Uh... Paging Dr. Golden? Um, emergency in the podcast department area. Uh, fuck. What the? <laughs> Jay! Jay, you didn't think I'd be so pissed off about the shuffle feature, did you? <laughs> I was pulling your leg about how mad or angry I was. Matthew, you actually surprised and convinced me you were so angry about VU and the shuffle feature. <laughs> I disagree with you about the shuffle feature, but not so much to leave in a huff to let my emotions get the best of me. Uh, I can't believe you pulled my legs. <laughs> yes, uh, it's like if your leg was pork, it would be pulled pork. All right, now let's see who's talking about meals. <laughs> you got me. You really got me. I was talking about meals, but okay, let's, let's get back to the matter at hand. Uh, I think when it comes to underground and shuffle features, we should just let bygones be gone. (laughs) I like that. Like, bygones, get out of here! (laughs) Yeah, uh, pictures actual bygones leaving. (laughs) Like, like actual bygones leaving. (laughs) Yeah, see ya bygones! Hope everything can stay resolved or comfortable enough about a given issue we don't need to see them again. (laughs) Bygones, that is. (laughs) Yep. So, I guess now is probably the good time to bring in our guest for an interview. Seems good to me. We're staying inside and using his cabin. Makes sense we can have an interview, at least. Plus, I'm interested in the type of energy this cabin uses and enters us with. Interviewing him could hopefully provide some clues about them, and show us some interesting forces, to say the least. So, uh, without further ado, I guess, uh, here's Nick. Thune, that is. Yep. Here's Nick Thune. Wow. Thank you, Jay and Matthew, man. 
Thank you so much for having me on the pod. It's not an issue for us being here. I mean, not at all. But now that we're into the subject, thank you so much for letting us be inside your cabin. Yeah, thank you so much, Nick, for allowing that. The creative energy and potential of the place during our recent stay in it has simply been off the hook. Like, there's a freaking crazy vibe about this place, or... I don't know, am I wrong about this, Matthew? That's actually so true now, Jay. It's, um, you know, I've been using this place for creative sessions and problem solving for a minute. And I've actually been working with a number of different creatives here. For like nine plus months, I've been bringing them into the cabin to access systems that were previously unknown to people like them. I mean, or to me, to be honest. I'm happy to have you both on board to do the same. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. That's nice. Uh, it's pretty great here. You know, no bullshit, no drama, just a chill place to build and hustle. I'm a Pisces, so <laughs> you know you can expect comfortable amenities while you relax and get deeper into the creative process. Mm, that's good to hear about Pisces. What kind of work or issue did you work with or on with different creatives around here? Well, a lot of the team, uh, well, well, a lot of the work is around connecting to and harvesting creative forces and using them to our advantage. Like, okay, let me ask you, what is the number one source of creativity you access in your work? Mm, well, well, I mostly use quiet aspects of silence, i.e., you know, the calm before my storm, in a sense. It's these kind of sounds or, or absence of my sound that I use to find a sort of joke or humor, at least a way to laugh. Yes, I suppose I typically use silence in that sort of way. Okay, now you guys are on track. You're nearly there even. But did you ever ask yourself or anyone else, where is silence's origin? We've never wondered that. It seems to us that silence is one of those timeless aspects of form, the sort of thing from whence we came and whence we return. Whence we are, in a sense. I'm comfortable with this understanding of silence. And the result is, I don't need to explore the matter so much further. Hmm. Jay, do you feel the same way? Yeah, no, I, I agree with Matthew on this, and I'm happy to do so. Now, this is one point of discussion we actually had back in 09, and during other times or moments. You know, you've probably heard this. They say two things in life are certain. Death and taxes. Well... Both Matthew and I would argue and agree that we can add silence to this list. So we could actually now say that three things are, are certain now. There's death and taxes. And of course, now we add silence as an addition to this list. Yeah, That's definitely an interesting take on it. And I'm happy to get back to that at a later point. But I invited you guys here to my cabin to tell you that silence has a specific point of origin actually comes from a small opening in the dreamscape. From this opening, silence trickles out to us like a stream, and then it pools into our subconscious during the REM cycle. This small opening can be found and stretched, resulting in an outpouring of creative energy and even the birthing of new forms, which are then used to build and hustle. That actually sounds both trippy and interesting to us. I agree, Matthew. I guess I did use them dreams for creative aspects before. Come to think of it, I actually use them dreams often now that I have this pod and really needed to find some material. 
how did you know the silence comes out of it? Well, you've probably noticed that when you sleep here, you have this reoccurring dream of this very cabin. Yes. Uh, we've noticed it. We've noticed it. We've noticed that. We've noticed it or that. Yep. You've noticed a dream. In that dream, you are waiting here. You are turning, yet stay in place. You stay in pace, and you stay in the same space, yet while turning face forwards, you begin to notice the cabin space. Right? It's paneled walls, maybe. It's wood fire smoke. You definitely notice it's Sony 2000 TV. There is something about the TV. It doesn't glow. It seems to be on, but not using ordinary channels. It's on a new channel rather than the crap on Fox News or even Family Guy. Exactly. The TV is on, but it doesn't glow. It does not make sounds in TV images, but rather gives it in a new way. It's not really possible to describe or even correctly perceive this new way, but we definitely notice it. There was almost nothing else we are noticing at that point in our dream. We are looking at each other like, what? Yeah, it's like that awkward moment in our dream when we do go, what? You know, when two confused yet engaged friends and creatives look at each other in a moment of muddle. Yes, Matthew. Yes, Jay. A puddle of fine silver silk cascades out of the TV. You notice the silk grew into countless streams as it is happening, right? It has a smell, the silk, like how spring should feel, but it doesn't quite. The silk becomes light before mist covers our eyes and the room returns to stasis, or near stasis, I should say, considering the dynamic aspect of these sorts of things. At this moment, we wake, turning to each other knowingly because we just woke up from a freaking weird dream. The dream is weird. Or it, it was weird, I should have said. That kind of dream is weird enough to have once, but... We had the dream lying beside each other and both had that dream. We shared our dream we had. We kept even having it. That kind of thing actually gives me the creeps. Yeah, I'll admit it. The dream, it's weird. I was surprised to have it and then to keep having it when I inherited this place from my stepdad after, you know, he perished in a situation where he wasn't doing too good. But I found that having that dream would leave me refreshed upon waking. I would feel and be immersed in a sense of complete and total silence, and that would help me hustle and grind and build. That sounds appealing to us. Yes, we always like to use anything that helped us hustle and build. They form having interesting consequences as creatives. Jay likey interesting consequences for us creatives. Awesome, guys. That's the spirit. So this place, these dreams... It got me thinking. I thought, how can I more profoundly access these creative forces? How can I harness them? And that's when you found the notes in the walls of this place. That's right, Matthew. I found dozens of pages detailing efforts and manipulating and harvesting the creative forces that come from the Sony 2000 and the dreams that we have here. Eventually, the notes bring you to its simple conclusion. Open then the VHS player, load it with tapes... And more silver silk leaves the damn screen. The silk gets into our teeth. Got into our hands. The silk is a new form, a new energy. And we gain it by entering the tapes over and over again. It's pretty cool, right? I mean, I've been doing this for like nine months with barely any issues. Barely any? 
do you or did you ever notice the VHS player we used is having any issues from having so many tapes or DVDs? Yes, Matthew and I have already noticed a sort of skipping effect that easily creeps up on us when we use so many tapes and discs during our dreams. Yeah, there are definitely skipping issues with the tapes and discs, but it's easy, though, to remedy with the rewind feature on the VHS player. I've also noticed that lately that the silk has a kind of formaldehyde undertone that lingers in the cabin even upon waking. And there are occasionally dark forces represented as, as shadow figures in the dream, but it's easy enough to avoid them. I just wake up at that last point, put on some indie music, positive vibes, that's my cure. You just turn on whatever's up next on your device and turn off the bullshit, huh? Yep, that's my creative take on that turn on, tune in, drop out expression they used to have. That perspective and action is probably useful whenever you're dealing with those dark forces. Or at least when people get into any of crap that pisses you off. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I'm a February guy, so I don't have a lot of patience for bullshit or drama. I wear my heart on my sleeve, fire on my soul, and a mouth I can't control. I don't anger easily, but do not test me. I've already heard that about February, guys. Mess with the Pisces, you best have a good reason. And a squad to back you up. You guys, y'all are on some astrology shit. But Jay don't complain, Jay don't complain. But, hey Nick, you have anything to plug? Well, yeah, I have this new pod out as well, just like you guys. <laughs> uh, it's called Good Night Kiss. On it, or on that, um, I help listeners who had a long day get ready to pass into the after day. As the expression goes, let Nick Thune tuck you in. That way, even sleepers outside the cabin have a chance to access these aforementioned dreams and creative forces. Dope. Yep, it is. Well, uh, guys, it's been great hanging out and getting into this kind of stuff that goes on in this cabin. I'm going to head out now and collect some different objects I need from Glenn Tipper. But feel free to chill here as long as you want. Oh, thank you so much, Nick. And see you at supper. Who's Glenn Tipper? <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> See you at supper. So, Jay, you never did tell me what kind of scenario happened last weekend that makes you not want to do anything physically or socially in the coming weekend. Huh? Don't you remember? Uh, before our interview section of the pod, you, you pulled this epic ruse on me about the moth orchid in your area. You told me about its noise. Is this uh, ringing any bells? Oh, yes. Okay, I, I did use the ruse on you. You mean before the Thune interview section? Yeah. And while I'm sure, or I guess I at least hope our viewers enjoyed it from an entertainment perspective and standpoint, some, including myself, are left wondering if anything did go down that weekend, or at least anything worth sharing. Jay? Yeah? We're wondering if anything did go down that weekend, or at least anything worth sharing. Oh, yeah, I, I can do that. I can do it. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I can share the story. Go ahead. 
So there it was, uh, in some sort of predictable spot, the tennis area. There were three or four gates in this tennis area. They seem to put up those gates in a different kind of spot each time. I just wanted to go in there with my boys and pop some other balls, y'all, but there they were then, you know, the gates, that is. It kept moving to a different spot. Yet, in some sort of trance, I attempted to go where my gates would be expected to be, i.e. not where the gates were. But before you know it, I was turning red as one of those red solo cups that frat boys use in drinking games. I was so embarrassed. Glenn Tipper and Andre were just looking at each other in like a whole series of confusion as I kept, and I repeat, I kept entering the wrong gate or door. Who's Glenn Tipper and Andre? Uh, it was so annoying to keep going to the wrong door. One enticing entrance was more of an exit than an entry, per se. Of course I should or could have noticed this from the red entry sign above it. Exit sign? Uh, I feel like even on this story I'm entering the wrong gate. And once again, turning into this red solo cup from being all embarrassed. It's like if this story was that game of tennis I wanted. The issues with gates I'm having are certain phrases and missteps in my language. That awkward moment when I fully and completely intend on going to one area, but before you know it, I ended up in another. What area did you want to go in? This wasn't even the first time I had issues with the gates and doors in this tennis area. Back in, um, 09 this was, and I'm surely surprising no one in my region by saying this, this was a popular spot for me and my boys. You'd often see me laying back and just cracking a laugh with Glenn Tipper and Andre and some of the other guys that I was mad tight with way back then. But... Far too often, I became frustrated with the creaky hinges in these doors and gates. <laughs> Once or twice, I would enter the wrong gate, but it was mostly the noise that would bother me at that point. But nah, uh, it was nowhere near the problems I faced recently. Yeah, it, it was as if the very tennis area is resistant to you and your boys entering it. Case and point. A complete other door I tried to use opened up to a beautiful meadow. Hours upon hours later, we noticed we had spent plenty of time and energy running around in that meadow. Chasing, playing tag, doing anything except for playing tennis. Which, I'm sure I don't need to remind you, Matthew, was what we actually came to that area to do. By the time came to actually have the tennis match, we were just over it. The concept of this game was increasingly moot. How long did you spend in that meadow? It seemed like a low-key, interesting place to chill with those men. Yeah, we left this tennis area with some sort of defeated and pissed-off sense. Andre was chapped. I mean, seriously, he, he was chapped about the tennis area. Andre was so mad at it that he began to look like the red solo cups that... I keep name dropping. But Glenn Tipper, he was chill as fuck. He was like a dope ass fortune teller or some crazy fucking shit. Like, 
What he said was, and I'll never forget it, he said, um, it's not about the gates or the doors. It's about mindset. Set your mind. Set your mind. Your body will pass through. It's going to pass through. What's on the other side is... uh, That, Jay, that's up to you. That's awesome.